This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play, team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, February 23rd, Ian Cameron uh, with you. Uh, we should have Andrew McGinnis momentarily, and possibly Jimmy Murphy as well. He's been in Montreal, he's been in the Vermont mountains, he's been stopping on the side of the road where his reception conked out yesterday during the show. Uh, who knows where Jimmy is, but he might be joining us at some point as well. Alex, of course, is attending the funeral of a very close friend of his that recently passed away. Our Certainly our condolences and sympathies go out to the family of Alex B. Smith's uh, friend. Uh, that's where he is today. He will be back tomorrow and Friday uh, on the uh, show. So uh, we are here to break down the Wednesday card. Uh, before that, though, let's thank everybody for making the BetCast uh, happen last night and joining us uh, on the uh, BetCast. Um, I'll be honest, last night's BetCast, it, last night's slate didn't have the sizzle that maybe it did last week. And certainly the first BetCast we had, there were a lot of games, some marquee matchups. You know, we had Panthers and Rangers one night. Uh, you know, we had some really, really big time games. I mean, the best game last night on paper was Nashville, Florida, and it was a great hockey game. And even the Toronto Columbus, like we'd certainly had close games, especially in the early slate. The, the later games where the Islanders and the Kraken and the Sharks and the Ducks, not the greatest games by any stretch, but certainly still was a fun bet cast last night. We thank those of you that either watched the bet cast live uh, and also joined us on the uh, stream, including occupancy, who we see uh, in the chat. Good to uh Good to have you with us for the first time on the uh, BetCast uh, last night. Uh, always a fun and enjoyable uh, time. You just kick back, you watch the games, you make some bets. And, you know, we won some and we lost some. We we, we won a couple of live overs with Toronto-Columbus last night. We won a couple of live in-game overs with uh, St. Louis and Philadelphia. We took over three and a half and over four and a half. Uh, and uh, it didn't look good uh, at one point for that to uh, come through for us. But it did uh, as the games went on. Uh, we took a shot with Minnesota to come back against Ottawa last night. That didn't happen. Uh, we had a first period over with San Jose and Anaheim, which was nice to see uh, that come in. And Anaheim, I'll tell you what, it was a back-and-forth game uh, against San Jose, but the Ducks prevailed 4-3 uh, uh, in a shootout, which was uh, good to see uh, for me. And uh, actually ended up putting a capper on a profitable night for me. It wasn't uh, necessarily for sure going to be that way uh, until Anaheim closed the deal against uh, San Jose 
uh, in the late night hours, but they get that 4-3 win uh, in a shootout. Uh, just a fun bet cast. And, you know, we try to make some money. We try to capitalize on some great live betting situations. But just as much as we want to profit from the bet cast, we also want to enjoy the camaraderie you know, with our viewers and our listeners. And we certainly have that each and every week we do the BetCast. Uh, so we thank all of you for that, uh, for sure. Uh, and again, we'll be doing the BetCast every Tuesday night uh, for pretty much for the rest of the uh, NHL season. And the great thing about Tuesday nights having the BetCast is we can run this thing every Tuesday throughout March when it's March Madness because, you know, that's not going to interfere too much with Tuesday night BetCast because there is no tournament games. At the, the one week there is, you've got those first four matchups. But, you know, other than that, you're not going to see the tournament really mess around with uh, us doing the BetCast uh, on Tuesday nights. So uh, looking forward to keeping those going uh, every uh, single Tuesday night uh, moving forward. Uh, Andrew is with us now. Uh, Andrew, uh, welcome in. I know, Andrew, you got to join the BetCast last night after not being able to last week. Uh, always enjoyable. Yeah, it's always a good time. We had some fun. Yep. Uh, you know, we had make some jokes, uh, cash some live bets, uh, jump in and 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 sweat them out a little bit. Um, obviously, I think I was real disappointed with that Minnesota game. Uh, that was the only one that really kind of uh, was disappointing. We said yesterday on the Ice Guys show in the afternoon, Ian, it was going to be a live bet type of night, and boy, was it. I mean, look, I went one and three with my pregame bets. I ended up jumping on two or three pregame overs, some sides. Uh, I talked about right before I left the show with you first period puck line for the Islanders plus 160. So as far as the picks given out on the ice guys show bet cast wise, uh, I did a lot better than I did during the day. So um, it's frustrating because, you know, if you're getting people picks during the day and they're betting at uh, pregame and stuff like that, but it just goes to show that for us as betters, sometimes if we, the pregame bets aren't going our way, we're still, you're still able to make some money. And I left yesterday with a profit in my pocket, you know, but uh, the pregame bets definitely weren't profitable for me yesterday. Yeah. It's uh, sometimes that's the way it's good. That's why li- that's another reason to rein- uh, reinforce why the bet cast is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. If you can join us, you know, not every week, not everybody's going to be able to. Uh, yeah. That's a good question. Uh, Terry is Andrew hosting a bet cast Thursday. I mean, if he wants to do one, he's, he, he he's, he's able to do one for sure. Uh, what do you still want to do one Thursday or do you want to wait another week? No, I'm going to do it. I, I might not be on for like hours and hours, but uh, I'm going to do it for sure. <laughs> all right, there we go. So I will set that up. I'll set the link, create the link and all that so that Andrew can Appreciate hop it. on, log into the uh, StreamYard account here that we use for this show, and he will be your host uh, Thursday night. And I would have loved to be a part of that and join that, but uh, tomorrow night's one of those rare. And I, I'm not I'm not one of those people that's out a lot on the weeknights, uh, but this is just one of those situations. There's a special birthday event going on, so I'm out at that. Uh, tomorrow night so uh but andrew will host a special thursday night betcast we do have some good games tomorrow night leafs and wild certainly uh, among them tomorrow night uh, on the i know thursday i know play. terry's pumped about that one yeah. <laughs> that's why terry was asking he knows minnesota was you, you definitely know you'll get terry joining you uh, on the uh, betcast uh, tomorrow night uh, no question about that so there you go it is official uh, andrew mcginnis will host another ice guys uh, live betcast thursday night uh, Alex B. Smith might be able to join. You never know. Maybe you'll see Jimmy, anybody that um, uh, wants to um, uh, join the show, you know, send him the DM this time. Uh, if you want to join the uh, stream, yeah. uh, join the BetCast, and uh, he'll make sure uh, he sends you the link. So it is on. We have a Thursday night BetCast tomorrow hosted by Andrew McGinnis. I will not be around, but make sure you tune in. Make sure you join the BetCast. 
because it's still going to be. I've funny. actually got some, a buddy of mine that's going to come. Opportunities. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Yeah, a good friend of mine is going to join in, trying to convince some of the boys to come on. We'll try and get a packed house. There we go. Nova Scotia's finest on the uh, Ice Guys Betcast uh, Thursday night. So that, that's reason to tune in right there. Uh, so make sure you join Andrew McGinnis. A special. Now, we're not going to be doing them every Thursday, but selective Thursday nights, we'll throw in a betcast as well. So uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m., I guess, Halifax time, where uh, Andrew is. Uh, we will get the uh, betcast going tomorrow night. So make sure you join Andrew and company uh, for that. Uh, so we basically mentioned briefly last night a tough loss for Toronto. Uh, I took them in overtime because they've been so good in overtime, but you got to actually have the puck, you know, to be able to score in overtime. And unfortunately, Columbus wins the opening faceoff. They go right down the ice, and Patrick Lyon roofs it uh, for the game winner. So they couldn't yeah, we, even touch it was the puck. A, the <laughs> quickest loss of our careers. Yeah. <laughs> Pain, painless, anyway. It was just, you know, over with. Uh, just like that, uh, in a hurry. But uh, yeah, tough one for uh, Toronto there as Columbus. Uh, all of a sudden, they're in a little bit of a swoon. The Leafs uh, with that loss. Nashville, impressive win uh, against Florida uh, last night, being able to come back from a three-one deficit, beat the Panthers, handing the Panthers only what their fourth home loss all year. Man, that's very impressive by Nashville. Maybe that gets them going again. We'll see. Can they? Can they? You know, withstand prosperity and use that big win to build it. Uh, and keep it going. That ends up being the question. Ottawa uh, finds a way to pull a big upset. They did this against Carolina at home a few weeks ago, and they do it last night against Minnesota. Uh, the Blues with a 4-1 win against the Flyers. Uh, hoping for more goals than that. I'm sure Andrew and I both, but at least we salvaged uh, the over 3.5 and, and over 4.5 in that game, uh, which was good to see with the Blues winning. And the team total for the Blues got there with two seconds to go. They put an empty net goal in to get us that fourth goal as well for the Blues team total. So Gotta love that it. was great to see. Islanders put a beating on the uh, Kraken, uh, which was a good, good win for them. I looked, they wanted to atone. Clearly, it looked like they wanted to atone for losing to Seattle at home. And certainly, they played a lot better against them last night. And credit to the Ducks, a nice 4-3 uh, overtime win against the uh, Sharks. So, Andrew, just some final thoughts on uh, wrapping up last night. Well, yeah, I mean, be careful when some of these uh, these big favorites are playing some of the lower teams, you know, like Ottawa yesterday. I know that um, Talbot wasn't great, but we can't just keep pinning games on goaltenders. Jack Campbell made some mistakes, but we again, we can't pin every single loss uh, on goaltenders. And that's kind of what we're seeing. And it kind of bugs me, but um, be careful with these big favorites. Be careful, um, you know, with these letdown spots, as I said yesterday on the show. Uh, it's kind of that time of year where you start seeing teams up for the games against big teams and kind of get down for the teams, uh, you know, the ones they should beat. And so uh, be careful with that kind of stuff. But, yeah, um, you know, I don't I don't want to sound like a regretful guy today, but um, that Florida-Nashville game, man, oh, my goodness. Like, I'll tell you what, I've got tickets to Vegas and Florida uh, March 17th when I go to Vegas, my first day there. You can already guarantee I'm betting the over. I'm paying for my tickets, hopefully, with the over bet on that one. I mean, hopefully Florida and Vegas just trade goals all night long because that's what we saw yesterday with Nashville and Florida. Uh, those two teams trade goals. Florida is one of those teams, Ian, I'm interested to see what happens to them this year in the playoffs because they can score, but can they defend? Can they keep the puck out of their own end as well? And in the playoffs, you don't want to give up three, four goals either. So, uh, should be interesting. Late games, um, Islanders, you know, they they get it done. They continue, just like you said a while ago, Ian, they continue to win in spots they should. And then in the big games and the pick'em games, they don't show up. So um, Trevor Zegras, great shootout goal from him. Ricard Raquel, what a move there. Um, 
I'll be honest. I didn't watch many of the late games. I watched the highlights of them. That was kind of after I left the ice guys, uh, kind of just watched some Netflix, uh, kind of, you know, it's not like those were the most stimulating late games ever either. Let's yeah. not forget that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. But Hey, they both, you know, the, the ducks game was pretty good, but I kind of, it's good to kind of get your, you know, get your mind off it a little bit. And I had Gabe's show coming up really late. So, um, but yeah, that was an entertaining shootout though. I watched the highlights. It was uh Ricard Raquel, nice move there from him. Yeah, it was actually, that turned out to be a pretty uh, competitive uh, game. Still some struggles. Like the one goal that Raquel scored, Reimer's got to have Reimer continues yeah. to really be struggling with his confidence. That was a carryover of that last night. Uh, something that really has been an issue for him uh, since the uh, Christmas break uh, for uh, him in between the pipes where he's really struggled a lot more and uh, Anaheim's capitalized and a nice bounce back for them. And San Jose is that team in the Pacific division that looks to be fading uh, out of the uh, playoff race. Certainly Anaheim's still hanging around. We know what LA is doing and we'll talk about them. They're playing Arizona tonight, but, Definitely, uh, those teams uh, are definitely, uh, I think, uh, passing San Jose by in the uh, Pacific Division race, to be sure. I think the other California teams, certainly, you got to give them, at least as of right now, uh, a better chance probably at this point in time to uh, make the uh, playoffs. But uh, let's get into Wednesday's card. We've got TNT, of course, on a Wednesday night. Uh, They are back with national TV uh, action. And this is the one game that they've got, first game they've got tonight, uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. We've got Tampa Bay minus 200 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. So the question you got to ask yourself with Edmonton, obviously a terrific uh, little streak they've had since uh, the coaching change, which did come to an end Sunday night in the loss to uh, Minnesota. Do you chalk up the Minnesota loss to, you know, that's the best team that they had played since the coaching change and they're going to struggle to beat the really, really good teams. Or was that the fifth game in seven nights really getting them more than anything else? You know, that ends up being a, a very pertinent question uh, going into tonight's game against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. What's good for Edmonton is they get two days off. You know, they're not rushed to uh, go on, start this road trip following the uh, Sunday uh, loss to Minnesota, 7-3. to We'll see if they're able to bounce back here tonight. It's going to be a good test, obviously, for Mike Smith in net, confirmed for the uh, Oilers having to face the uh, Lightning. Uh, should be a very a good test here for uh, them tonight against uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been off for a week. Uh, we know that they have not played since uh, last Tuesday uh, when they beat the New Jersey Devils six to three. So an eight day uh, respite, if you will, eight day layoff here for this uh, Tampa Bay Lightning team. They have been the three days rest or more. At least they've been pretty good uh, six and two uh, so far this season. We'll see if they uh, carry that over here to this game against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Of course, Edmonton starting this real tough road trip. This is where we're going to find out what these Edmonton Oilers under their new coach, Jay Woodcroft, just what they're all about, you know, because now they're going to play Tampa Bay tonight. They're going to follow that up, play the Florida Panthers uh, on a Saturday. Uh, and then they're going to play at Carolina on Sunday. Uh, you know, that's a really tough back to back. So we'll see if Edmonton is up for the task. We know that in terms of team defense, this team has played a lot better. It was a really bad start. The, the 4 nothing deficit that obviously sunk them uh, against the uh, uh, Minnesota Wild uh, on Sunday. We'll see if they're able to get off to a better start. You know, that's the thing that I'm trying to go through in my head here going into this game is that Edmonton has really played much better in terms of their defensive game until Sunday night where it was just way too easy. I mean, it was just giving up way too much prime real estate in the offensive zone, mm. you know, to the Minnesota wild. And there were, it was not a great night for Mike Smith, but 
yeah, the chances that the Edmonton Oilers were allowing, a lot of goalies were going to give up goals on those chances. Uh, so you would think that, you know, they got a chance here to uh, try to bounce back here. Uh, I'm going to do actually with Edmonton tonight in this game, uh, a little split bet with Edmonton first period money line and full game money line. I do think they're live here. I do. I mean, is it fair to say Tampa Bay, you know, with eight days off is going to be at their absolute best? And we do have to keep in mind for uh, Tampa Bay, their schedule lately. You know, it's it's not been anything to write home about. I mean, they beat San Jose 7-1, to one, big whoop. Uh, New Jersey 3-2, big whoop. They lost in a shootout to Vegas 3-2. They beat San Jose again in overtime 3-2. They lost to Colorado uh, 3-2. And then the other wins were Arizona and New Jersey. So it's not like Tampa Bay's been rolling past the uh, terrific teams uh, during this this recent uh, amount of wins that they've had. And now with the eight-day layoff, I think Edmonton's game has been good enough that they're worthy of taking a shot with them in this uh, price range. And when you look at it, they've had the two days off from the loss to Minnesota. You'd expect a good effort from them. And if they don't win tonight, they've got that back-to-back of potential death waiting for them on the weekend. Florida and Carolina, those are two teams that are as tough as it gets to play on the road in a back-to-back. The Panthers and their, what, 23-4 and home record. Oh, and then Carolina, who are also a, a terrific team and very tough to beat at home. So for me, this is Edmonton. Uh, uh, I don't want to say a great chance to win because they're playing the two-time defending champs, but this is probably more of a, of a shot for them to win this game, in my opinion, than the two back tough back-to-back games they've got against Florida and, and Carolina over the weekend. And again, last night we saw it with a few underdogs. Ottawa rising up, beating Minnesota. You know, we've seen examples here where we've seen a Nashville against Florida. Uh, I think Edmonton in a first period full game money line split is worth a shot here with the way they've played for the better part. I'm willing to chalk up some Minnesota debacle on Sunday more to the five and seven situation rather than, Oh, Edmonton finally played a really good team. And now they're going to lose to every really good team the rest of the way. I'm not so sure. Obviously they can lose tonight or obviously, uh, you know, Tampa's a minus 200 favorite here, but I'm going to roll the dice here. Edmonton first period uh, money line, which you can get currently uh, at around uh, plus uh, 150, 155. And also the full game money line at plus 175 here uh, on the Edmonton Oilers, Uh, Andrew Oilers and lightning. Ian, you pretty much said everything I was going to say, brother. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm on the Oilers as well, like you. Uh, you know, what did Danny say to us a couple of days ago? What have many uh, other professional athletes said? They would much rather fade a team that has a boatload of rest versus a team that's played recently. And that's kind of what we're seeing here in this one. I, I get it. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning, back-to-back cup champs, great team. But that loss the Oilers took towards the Wild, which... I was pumped to have the first period over on. Um, that was just a tough spot for them. And now they've had a couple of days to get ready, game plan, get to Tampa, and uh, get ready for this one. So uh, I haven't played the first period yet. I've been trying to figure out how I want to do that. But as for right now, I'm just on that plus 170. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly why I want to split it up because I think the first period there's going to be uh, more uh, Edmonton's got a chance in that first period or maybe pounce on Tampa Bay, kind of like what they did against Washington. I remember on a, and I remember that game. That was also a TNT game. It was on a Wednesday night in Washington and the Oilers couldn't have started that game any better. Uh, they got off to a great start uh, in that game. Uh, and for me, 
Uh, I think, you know, that's why I think the first period is something I want to make sure I split this between first period and full game because we saw the evidence right there uh, of what uh, the Oilers did in Washington on a Wednesday night national TV game uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, obviously, for Tampa Bay, we know how good uh, they are, uh, obviously, and, and loaded up front, very good on the blue line. And the one thing the injuries or the time off, the week off is done for uh, Tampa Bay. It's gotten their defense a little bit healthier. Eric Chernak's been banged up for a bit. Sergachev was in and out. Uh, they've got everybody but Bogosian uh, back. Bogosian's the only blue liner still out for Tampa Bay. Uh, they probably should have everyone back. You know, I've been impressed that Derek Ryan, uh, Ryan McLeod has now found some chemistry with McDavid and Hyman. I've been impressed with how Ryan McLeod has played on that top line. And you got to give Jay Woodcroft credit. He's been uh, adjusting the lines and he's clearly found something that's worked here uh, with uh, McLeod on that top line with McDavid uh, and uh, with McDavid and um, Hyman uh, as well. And Zach Hyman shots on goal and goal score props continue to be something I will continue to look at. Uh, it has been a nice run since the coaching change for uh, Zach Hyman. Uh, he is also, you know, finding ways to finish off his chances playing once again on that top line. He has now scored in four straight games. He has a total of six points uh, in the last four games. Uh, and of course he's gone. He's only gone over his shots on goal twice in those four games. But so I would actually lean more toward the goal score prop here uh, for Hyman uh, in this game, get another very good price uh, for him to find the uh, back of the net in this one uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay lightning uh, Hyman goal scorer prop. You can see in the plus two seventy five range uh, in some books. So a uh, terrific price there uh, for Zach. That's a great Let's price. There. We can keep that uh goal scoring streak going again he scored in four consecutive games uh, for the Edmonton Oilers entering tonight all right next up we've got Winnipeg and Dallas Dallas minus 145 uh, home favorites uh, five and a half the total uh, pretty much across the board in this one I'm on the Jets here uh, I swung and missed with the Jets on Monday against Calgary as a big dog this isn't Calgary this time around this is a Dallas team that a uh, Still, to me, is a little bit too inconsistent for my liking. And I look at the way this situation sets up to Dallas. Tomorrow night plays Nashville. And Nashville is like right just barely ahead of Dallas. So they've got a big one tomorrow night. Winnipeg played Dallas just recently uh, in Dallas. It was a few weeks ago. They lost 4-3 in overtime. I thought they played pretty even uh, in that game. Uh, Winnipeg uh, played. They play well off a loss. That is the one thing they've done right. They lost to Philly. It was a horrible loss. They beat Minnesota. They, they lost to Dallas in overtime. They went to Nashville, and they beat them on the road in the next game. They had a bad loss to Chicago. They bounced back. They beat Minnesota. They had a loss to Edmonton on the weekend. And, yes, they lost to Calgary the next time out 3-1, but that was a good performance even in a losing effort for the Winnipeg Jets. I thought they played very well in that Calgary game. Coin flip game could have went either way. Elias Lindholm gets the uh, game winner uh, in the final minute. Uh, to me, I'm always interested in finding a way maybe to fade that the Dallas Stars when they're laying prices like this, like minus 160, minus 170. You know, they're, they're not that kind of team that we can trust them in this kind of price range. And uh, certainly their last game wasn't good at all, uh, losing to the Arizona Coyotes uh, by a score of three to one. Dallas was minus 240. Uh, in that game, uh, and they ended up losing to the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, in that one. And for the Jets, they're not only trailing Nashville, they're trailing Dallas as well in the standings. This is a huge, this is a massive game, a massive two points for the Winnipeg Jets if they have any inclination of trying to get themselves back 
uh, into playoff contention in the wild card race. And then you factor in Dallas inconsistency. Dallas with a huge one with Nashville coming up tomorrow. I think there's reasons intangibly. There's reasons situationally. And I think there's reasons matchup-wise because we just saw Winnipeg take Dallas to overtime uh, a few weeks ago in Dallas that Winnipeg could be live here. So I like them getting plus 125, plus 130. Andrew, Jets, and Stars. I mean, look, I, I told you, I think that the Jets are such an inconsistent team. They've been one that I'm either fading or I'm staying off of. What I've done today with this, I, I obviously lost yesterday's two-teamer. I, I put the Stars and I put the Kings in a two-teamer together. I got a decent price with that. Um, some people are saying to me, well, why why even risk the two-teamer? Why not just take Dallas in regulation? And the answer is Dallas is one of the most overtime teams in the league. You know, They go to overtime a decent amount. Uh, just ask Alex or ask Terry, you know, so um, I'm putting those teams together. I think that uh, we'll see LA get it done against Arizona. And I just don't trust Winnipeg's defense right now, which is unbelievable to really say, because that's kind of was their backbone for a while. So uh, I get it. They've played better hockey recently, but uh, I think Dallas at home gets it done. And again, these part, these two teamers aren't my biggest plays of the night usually, but uh, I try and find two favorites. I like to put together and we'll see what we can do tonight with it. All right, so uh, Andrew hinting at Dallas as part of uh, a two-team money line parlay tonight uh, in uh, NHL action here with the uh, uh, the Jets and the uh, Stars, and uh, yeah, this is almost uh, this is almost you got to get you got to have it if you're Winnipeg because again, when you look at the standings, they're looking up at several teams, including Dallas. Uh, this is important for them. They're four points back in Dallas. They're ten back in Nashville. I mean, if they're if they're making a run, it's got to start here. You cannot fall two further points behind the Dallas Stars. It's a huge, huge game for them. Uh, as far as uh, the Jets in terms of uh, props to continue to look at, Kyle Connor shots on goal. He's been going over the three and a half routinely. Uh, I wouldn't talk anyone out of that if you're interested in uh, Kyle Connor over shots uh, at this point in time. Um, Dubois, I think maybe to score a goal uh, could be worth a look tonight as well for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. I believe he scored against Dallas. Yes, he did. Uh, I remember that uh, in Dallas back on February 11th, uh, PLD scored against the uh, Dallas Stars. So that's why I, that's that's why that came to mind that Pierre-Luc Dubois might mm. be the goal scorer prop to look at if you're interested in one from the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, side of things. All right, we move on to uh, the next game: Colorado uh, Avalanche, Detroit Red Wings. Colorado minus 250 uh, road favorites, six the total in this game, uh, shaded to the over. Um, so in the first two. Games, I made a pretty clear and solid case for the underdog. I can't do that in this game, not with Colorado off the loss they had against Boston, uh, five to one. But there's been a recent development for Colorado. No Nathan McKinnon tonight uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he has been ruled out uh, for this game uh, and won't play against uh, Detroit. A lower body injury is the cause of that. So obviously, you never like to see that uh, Nathan McKinnon not playing, but. Colorado, that doesn't change the fact Colorado's thoroughly pissed off with their performance. One of the worst ones they've had in a long time against uh, Boston, 5-1 uh, on that early start Monday afternoon game. Uh, and a uh, Colorado team that even without McKinnon in the lineup, you'd expect a whole hell of a lot better 60-minute performance from them tonight against Detroit. Am I laying minus 250? No. And now with McKinnon out, I have even less incentive to probably look at anything involving Colorado. But this is also not the night I'm looking to back Detroit, you know, in this kind of spot against obviously a Colorado team that uh, uh, is uh, obviously going to be not in a very good mood after it's it's. And I'm not sugarcoating this. 
that was one of the worst games I've seen Colorado play all year. It's like the alarm clock never went off. They got dominated in the first period. It was not Darcy Kemper's best game. He was a little bit off his game as well, but they didn't play well in front of him. Uh, you would expect, even without Nathan McKinnon, which is a big loss, you would still expect Colorado to play a whole lot better tonight. Kadri props are absolutely, that's been a great theme without Nathan McKinnon in the lineup. Kadri slides up to the number one center spot and he'll center the line with Ranton and Landeskog tonight. And it has meant him, his, his usage essentially, and you know, shots on goal, he shoots the puck more, uh, a, mm -hmm. a better chance maybe to get a point, uh, score a goal. So Nazem Kadri props tonight, in theory, conceptually, are a very good bet, in my opinion, uh, in this game tonight against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Detroit, by the way, they're not without their injury issues as well. Dylan Larkin, uh, there's a chance he's not going to play tonight. It's apparently a game-time decision for him. And this is not a guy you want to be without if you're the Detroit Red Wings, not just because he's your captain, but because of what he's done. Uh, in the last 14 games, Dylan Larkin has 20 points, 10 goals, and 10 assists for the captain of the Detroit Red Wings in the last 14 games. So you certainly don't want to be without him tonight uh, if you're the uh, Red Wings. Uh, we'll see if he's able to suit up. They say they're going to go right to the wire with this in terms of uh, a game-time decision. We'll see how it goes. Um, as far as the total goes, I'm probably not going to look at it either way. Colorado's been a dead-nuts-under team, and the total six here. And you look at these, other than Buffalo and Colorado, uh, a couple of games ago, which ended 5-3 in Buffalo. It was that weird early start game on Saturday afternoon. There were a shit ton of goals early uh, in that game to send it over the total. Uh, but outside of that, you'd have to go uh, all the way back to uh, January 28th when you've seen a lot of Colorado games exceed six total goals. So, you know, that ends up being the issue here. And I think tidying their up their defensive game after giving up five to Boston and 45 shots as well in that game against the Bruins, uh, will be imperative. Franco is in net for the Avalanche tonight instead of uh, Darcy Kemper, and Thomas Grice uh, is going to be in net for the uh, Detroit Red Wings tonight in this game. Uh, Franco was not great in his last start. Three goals on 19 shots. They lost to uh, Dallas 4-1 uh, to one at home. He'll try to rebound and play a lot better. It's been kind of up and down for him. Three goals allowed to Dallas, four goals allowed uh, to uh, Chicago, even though they won that game 6-4. And then he'd had a shutout and, and gave up two goals. Uh, actually had back-to-back -back shutouts against Chicago and Anaheim and then gave up just two against Minnesota. So he's kind of been all over the map in the last five or six starts, Pavel Francouz. Some good, some bad. After all that, I'm passing, basically. I just spent five minutes uh, yammering on about a game that I'm passing, at least from a pregame standpoint. Uh, but right now, the lean would be probably Colorado, maybe a first period that maybe they jump on Detroit. But other than that, this is going to be a game I stay off of it. Uh, what do you think here, Andrew? Avalanche, Red Wings. Yeah, I mean, look, quite often we don't want to lay a price like this with a puck line. Puck lines are for games like yesterday with the Islanders when you can somehow get a plus 190 or 70 if you love a team or even like the Blues yesterday. Occupancy had that. Great call by him, you know. Usually you don't want to take a minus price with a puck line, but today I have no issue with it. Did, you know, Colorado looked flat against the Bruins, one of their worst starts to a game I've seen out of them this year, early in the afternoon, obviously for them in their body clock, even if it was a game that they've, you know, they've been on that time zone for a little while. But some of these stats here, 67-20, their last 80 games, excuse me, 87 games as a favorite. That's unbelievable. Colorado does not take teams lightly that are below them in the standings that are, aren't doing too well. 
42-16 their last 58 games when they've scored two goals or less in a previous game. I mean, that is something that you have to take into account with this team. You can look at the first period puck line, or you can look at the team total, four and a half, five, three and a half. Detroit's Detroit's in tough for this one. You got an angry team, but no McKinnon, you know, but now it's a good opportunity for us to check the depth of this team. I think that if you don't like juice at all, you could take the over still. And I think, because you know what? I still think that we're going to get goals because the depth is there. You talked about Kadri. Look where he is in the standings for points right now, even for goals. Very impressive. So I think Detroit could get theirs at home, but Colorado will contribute. But in summary, call me Sammy Square, but I'm on the minus one and a half today with the Avalanche in this game. Well, I, I could rhyme off the recent results off a loss, and it, it would be difficult to not bet Colorado if you look at these recent results off a loss. It's this... Uh, I think they've seven or eight in a row uh, that Colorado's off a loss has won, bounced back and won the next game. And a lot of them multi-goal victories. So uh, that's why, you know, you can definitely make a clear, a pretty clear case to want to back them in some way, shape or form. But again, as a minus 250 favorite, it's all about, you know, what I might do here tonight in this one is maybe uh, because I've really been looking at this and it almost cashed with Toronto last night, that first period team total. I see plus 185 here for a Colorado first period team total uh, over one and a half. I mean, I'm very in- interested at that just because it's the price. You would expect you're going to get Colorado on the front foot in that first 20 minutes uh, of this game tonight. That's something that that's to me the value. Like you're trying to somehow extract value out of a minus 250 road favorite. It's not easy. Even the puck line, which Andrew's betting here, and that's as a play on this game, it's not as good a price as I'm sure even he'd want or anybody would want. You know, when you're talking, you know, just plus 100 pretty much with Colorado puck line here. Uh, But you can find these other derivative markets, you know, like a a first period team total over for Colorado or a first period puck line and go with that. I think either of those options are not bad. The first period puck line or even that team total over one and a half at plus 180. Talk about value there. Plus 180 for Colorado. They can get two goals in the uh, opening period uh, of this game. Those are definitely considerations for me. There'll be small bets, nothing significant, but at that value might end up uh, getting involved with something uh, along uh, those lines for sure. Uh, All right, we've got uh, Buffalo taking on Montreal now. Uh, Next game on the uh, slate here, Uh, the suddenly red-hot Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, we got to call them that now. The Red Hot Montreal Canadiens, they've won three in a row. Very impressive, two of those wins. We'll see if they can keep it rolling tonight. They are minus 115 uh, home favorites tonight in La Belle Provence at the uh, Bell Center. Uh, The total in this game currently uh, sitting at uh, six, uh, shaded to the over uh, in this one. We'll see how it transpires. Uh, I have a small bet here on Montreal. It's just riding the wave. You know, they're, they're playing better. Uh, the worry is that they just beat their rival Toronto or you're going to fall flat tonight a little bit against a, uh, a team that may not get you as uh, hyped up or motivated and stimulated uh, playing a team like the uh, Buffalo Sabres. But, you know, I think when you look at it still, I like the way this team is progressing at their, in their own zone under Marty Saint-Louis. They're seeing better defensive play uh, in their own zone. That has certainly helped this team. Uh, they're starting to actually gain some foundation. I'm starting to see Andrew and someone I'm sure that watches the Habs as much as you do agrees. They're not panicking with the puck as much yeah. this group, uh, in their own zones used to be, Oh my God, this puck, what a hideous sight. Get it away from me. Get it away from me. And they'd turn it over and they'd make a horrible play with the puck. Mm-hmm. 
And now they're not doing that as much these last few games. And you do have to give them some level of credit, you know, for beating, uh, you know, the teams they've beaten. Toronto and St. Louis are quality hockey teams. Absolutely. And that, and that was two of the last three wins. And even the Islanders have had a disappointing uh, season. They've dramatically underachieved. But going on the road and beating them, especially with them being desperate for points right now, you got to give them credit for that as well. So uh, Montreal on a little bit of an uptick here. Uh, as far as the net minding situation, we've got Craig Anderson for the Sabres, and it'll be Samuel Montembeau uh, once again for the uh, uh, Canadians uh, in net. Looks like Rasmus Dahlin day-to-day uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, with a uh, lower body injury. We'll see. Uh, if he's able to suit up uh, Kyle Poso as well for the uh, Sabres, not expected to play. He's dealing with some kind of illness that will keep him out, which is unfortunate because he's actually been a little bit of an offensive spark lately for the uh, Sabres. But Sabres have one of the best top lines going right now. I honestly can say that and not say it, and say it with a straight face. <laughs> usually that usually that would well. be a joke. <laughs> yeah, normally it would. Like, what are you talking about? The Sabres, they don't have a top line that can do anything productive. They Right now they do. Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck. Uh, on that top line have been really strong for the Buffalo Sabres. They've been carrying the team uh, offensively. Skinner, Thompson, and Tuck on that top line have been very good uh, for this Sabres team. So we'll see if it uh, they can keep that going here uh, as they take on Montreal. I do lean to the over here simply, and I know Montreal's played better defensively, but for simply for series history purposes. I mean, we saw 5-3 with these teams earlier this year. Montreal has always, for some reason, had a tough time keeping Buffalo off the scoreboard mm. for some reason. Buffalo has scored goals flat out uh, against Montreal. You look at all three meetings this year, 5, 4, and 5, the number of goals scored by the uh, Buffalo Sabres. But I think Montreal is going to be, mut and Buffalo won all three games. This is a different Montreal group right now. I think you're going to see them find the uh, back of the net here tonight against Craig Anderson uh, and the uh, Sabres. I think you'll see Buffalo chip in as well uh, in this one. Uh, total being at six. Given that series history, uh, I like the over. And I'm going to stick with Montreal again here. I like the vibe that they've got going right now. Uh, and even with that 3-0 and series history for the Sabres this year, again, different Montreal team in those three games compared to what you're seeing here in the last week or so. Uh, we've seen improvement. Uh, they've got a little mojo back. Cole Caulfield's got life again. It's hard not to. And I took, wow, did I nail the uh, Montreal props in the Toronto game? Yeah. I posted some goal score props. I had Anderson and Caulfield uh, in that game for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. They both got on the score sheet. I say consider both of those guys again tonight. They've got confidence. Anderson's starting to make that, you know, do it, that patented rush down the right wing move. And, he, and he's beating goalies with that again, uh, which is good to see. And Caulfield is starting to shoot the puck more and, with better results. So those are goal score props. I'd maybe consider looking at again, as far as the side and total goes Montreal for me, as well as over six, Andrew Sabres Canadians. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, they couldn't win two games in a row and now we're looking to make it four. Uh, and they get a chance against Buffalo. Like you guys have mentioned, a lot of the guys in the chat, Robert talked about it with Sabres three, and zero against the Habs this year. Uh, but to your point, Ian, they just haven't been able to keep the puck out of their own net against the Sabres. I like the Canadians, don't get me wrong. Uh, but so far, the only wager I've made in this game is the full game over six. Um, I, I, I could even see the first period over hitting, but I think we'll we'll see the game maybe even potentially start slow and then pick up. It'd be nice to get the five and a half, Ian. It really would. Just so we don't, we don't have to get to seven goals, you know. Um, but I, I really think that 
the offense is clicking. They're playing looser right now. They're shooting the puck more. The transition game has been what's really impressed me the most, I think. The ability to move it from D to D up to a forward and get up and down the ice has been really great for the Canadians. It's not as systematic as it was with Ducharme, and I, we talked about that under him. Uh, but the Sabres team, hey, look, you know, sometimes when you kind of know that, hey, we're building something here, we're doing all right, but, you know, we're not going to make the playoffs or anything. We're seeing Tuck say, you know what, I'm not in Vegas anymore. I know I'm in Buffalo, but I'm kind of the man on this team now. And I think he really is. You look at what Tuck has done, Thompson has done. These guys are taking over the team and they know they are the guys. They are the leaders of that team. And they've been able to score and execute. So we aren't getting a five and a half, unfortunately, but I still like the six. Give me the over six here. All right. Like an over six as well with the uh, Sabres and uh, Canadians. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, you're going to see some. Uh, uh, that's why I, I think Montreal is going to absolutely find the back of the net here against the uh, Sabres at home uh, against this team. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we can't argue with the results. Buffalo's found the back of the net, and I could see them having a little bit tougher time mustering that defensive intensity as they did against their bitter rivals, Toronto, the other night. I could see that for sure. Uh, and I think that's why you, I think you've got a good chance here to see uh, goals both ways uh, in this game tonight. All right, before we get to um, our final game uh, on this Wednesday card, which is uh, L.A. and Arizona, uh, we do want to mention DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL and NBA. Remember that. All-Star break, uh, the NBA returns from the All-Star break on Thursday night, and new customers will be able to bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL and NBA uh, must be 21 years of age or older minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming resources void where prohibited minimum $5 deposit gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, all right. So we will move on now to our final game, the red hot, the surging, Los Angeles Kings as they take on the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, once again, actually, because these teams met on Saturday night uh, in the desert. And now here they are facing off once again. We've got Los Angeles minus 200 uh, road favorites uh, in this matchup. The total uh, currently five and a half uh, shaded to the over uh, in this one. Uh, I got to give the LA Kings a lot of credit. I mean, just You would say, why would you do that for them beating Arizona? Is it that big of a deal? Well, they, Played Vegas the night before. It was a huge game for the Kings. Obviously playing a team they're trying to chase down uh, in the uh, tight Pacific Division race. And, and they went into Vegas and got a very impressive win uh, in that game. Uh, and they played Arizona the next night. And yeah, they were kind of sluggish earlier in the game. But they rallied back uh, and they ended up finding a way to win against Arizona. Very impressive from the uh, Kings, uh, and now they will be looking to uh, hand the Coyotes uh, another loss. And you've got Arizona actually coming off a victory. Uh, they played after uh, losing to uh, L.A. 5-3, uh, uh, and they ended up beating Dallas 3-1 to uh, 
uh, on uh, Sunday uh, night. Uh, so a nice uh, solid win for the uh, Coyotes against the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, we'll see if they can carry that momentum forward. But before you begin thinking that they will, we know this is a team that has uh, not exactly put win streaks together uh, this year, and that's putting it mildly. I mean, you just go back and look at the fact we've got a team that's 18 and 43 off a win. That's terrible uh, in terms of their record off a single victory. And that's often what you get here with the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And look, I'm not looking to make a case to step in front of L.A. Uh, right now. This is a team that is right there in the Pacific Division race. I mean, Calgary's leading this division at 66 points. But then you've got Vegas at 62, Edmonton at 59, L.A. at 59, and now Anaheim with their win last night also uh, at 59 points. So this is a tight race. Uh, obviously, playoff positioning uh, is critical at this time of year every game is important uh and i like the way the kings are rolling right now uh there's multiple players that have been playing terrific kempe has been outstanding adrian kempe has been awesome lately for the uh, la kings two goals and an assist uh, in the uh, 5-3 win uh, against arizona uh, he's been absolutely magnificent uh you know he scored two goals in each of the last two games he's absolutely going to be on my uh prop betting list tonight for a goal scorer prop uh, for the Los Angeles Kings tonight, Adrian Kempe uh, with how he's, he's been rolling great. at the moment. He's been absolutely terrific. Drew Doughty even, you know, he's been a sneaky overshots on goal player lately as well, Drew Doughty. Uh, I'm going to bring up the little tool that I use, but definitely uh, when you look at his uh, shot on goal numbers lately, uh, he's been going over those numbers quite a bit. I don't know what it is, but uh, he has been shooting the puck a lot more, just putting pucks on net, letting this uh, his forwards, uh, crash the front of the net, look for rebounds. Like he had five shots on goal against Zona. He had three against Edmonton, four against Detroit, three against Pittsburgh, three against Philly, three against the Islanders. So in the last seven games, he's had only one game below three shots on goal. Uh, and that was against the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. Uh, so that's been something I noticed a few games back. And I've been able to capitalize on it because I noticed it early enough. That, wow, this guy's shooting the puck quite a bit. So uh, you look at uh, Drew Doughty over two and a half shots on goal tonight. It's only minus 125, you know, at a lot of books. I think that's a good bet. Uh, Drew Doughty over two and a half shots on goal. So this is a, more of a prop game for me. Uh, I would certainly look toward a Kings team total uh, over three and a half. I'd probably do the old team total full game over split in this game. It's probably the way I would bet it. I, I'd probably look at a Kings team total over three and a half. And it is low enough where I could see at five and a half the full game over getting there. Because the one thing with the uh, Kings and the Coyotes, if you look at it, Arizona is actually averaging three and a half goals in their last four games. They've kind of had an uptick in offense, mm -hmm. Arizona. Uh, the over is six and oh in the last six games for the LA Kings. Uh, that is significant. They've actually been trending over lately. And why not? Because they've got multiple uh, players feeling good offensively for them uh, going into this uh, matchup. The overs cashed in two of the last three head to head with the Kings and the Coyotes. So a couple of those props, Kempe to score, Drew Doughty over two and a half shots, and also looking at LA team total over three and a half and full game over five and a half minus 125. Uh, Andrew, uh, LA Kings, Arizona Coyotes. I believe this is a, one of your buy teams right now. Yeah, I like them quite a bit. I think they're kind of under the radar. Obviously in this game, they're minus 200, but I think in other games recently, and they've been kind of mispriced. And this is one of those games where, uh, an L.A. team won't be taking Arizona lightly, as we've seen quite a few teams take Arizona lightly, um, you know, and and, and Arizona kind of gets a good start on them. 
I think uh, LA gets the job done. I think that they have good defense to get it done. Um, but their Florida group's playing well right now. Might shock a lot of people to hear this, but LA is the number three team in the National Hockey League, Ian, and shots on goal per game. And this is a team that spends a lot of time in the offensive zone. They win faceoffs, and they don't really allow their opponent to control the puck. You know, uh, We talk about it in football, handicap. We talk about it even in basketball, possession, pace. The Kings kind of exhibit all of that stuff. So I like the Kings. And like I said, I've paired them up with the Dallas Stars in a two-teamer. There you go. So LA Kings, Dallas Stars, two-team uh, money line parlay for uh, Andrew tonight uh, in this one. And uh, yeah, definitely, uh, like I say, a uh, good game to look at in terms of uh, a couple of uh, props uh, for sure uh, in this one. And again, the shots on goal with uh, Drew Doughty definitely stuck out. Eight of the last 10 games, he's gone over two and a half shots on goal. And the juice is only minus 125. So you think about it, uh, eight out of the last 10 games over shots for Drew Doughty uh, and only minus 125 on that uh, over two and a half shots for him. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I think the Kings find a way. The one concern is now they're playing Arizona again for second straight game. But I don't see this team letting up. You know, every single uh, every single game is important right now for the L.A. Kings. You can't afford to squander points. You can't afford to piss away games at this time of year. So I'd expect the LA Kings to have the requisite focus needed. And if they do, they're certainly better than uh, Arizona. It goes without saying, too, that the Arizona uh, goaltending from uh, Corral Vamelka has definitely uh, not been as good of late. You've seen his recent starts. He gave up the five spot against uh, LA uh, in the game on uh, Saturday night. He gave up four before that. He did give up two against Seattle, but Seattle's kind of had a tough time offensively. And then he gave up five. He gave up to Vancouver, four to Calgary. You get the point. Corral Vamelka has uh, definitely struggled lately. It makes me think they might go to Wedgwood uh, tonight, uh, Arizona in net. But I don't know if it's going to make a world of difference for them uh, in terms of increasing their chances of uh, winning this hockey game tonight. Ian, who, who, I know we talked about Kempe and a couple guys, but um, I, I'm, I'm asking you because I haven't looked at it. Who would you recommend I take a look at tonight for just shots on goal? Not really goals, but for the Kings, because I mentioned obviously that being number three in the league and shots on goal per game. Anybody you recommend that we can find here at DraftKings? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Doughty, of course, which I already mentioned. Doughty, but other yeah. than that, I'm trying to see, let me just see if I can find some uh, LA. Uh, yeah, I have follows gone over two and a half I shots, follow. seven of the last 10. Um, okay. And his his number for shots on goal is minus one thirty, so it's five cents higher than it is for Doughty. Um, but Iafalo is a good option. And again, with Iafalo, you know what you're going to get with him. Uh, you're going to get opportunities. You're going to be playing on the uh, top line with Kopitar and Kempe. And that's the great thing about Co uh, playing with Kopitar. Kopitar is not a high volume shot guy every game. He's more than willing to defer to his line mates, you know, and, and get them uh, a good scoring chance. So in this case, his line mates are Adrian Kempe on the right side, Alex Iafalo uh, on the left side. Um, so that's that's another reason why I think Iafalo can get the uh, over shots on goal for him. And actually, it seems like he's done better lately with shots on goal props compared to uh, Kempe because Kempe's only gone over two and a half shots four of his last ten games uh, for the uh, LA Kings. So, and he's laying a bigger keep... price, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Bigger name, maybe sometimes, and uh, you know he's scoring a lot more than I follow. Yeah, that's the thing, Kempe. But he's not shooting quite as much. Well, as if you I look follow. at uh, a guy like Brendan Gallagher for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Like, obviously, I follow the team quite a bit. He's somebody that you look at last year, and he'd have a lot. He'd have a lot of shots. Like, if you were a shot prop guy, you cash with him, but yeah. you could never score. 
he's kind of like a, I'm going to put the puck on the goalie's chest to make sure I can go get a shift change or freeze the puck. Some people are just the shots on goal type of guys. And some people are get one shot and that's the goal for the game, you know? Uh, and Gallagher is a perfect, even with Philip Deneau. I mean, that guy would never really be sniping at the net. He'd be just kind of saucing it at the goalie for a frozen puck kind of thing. Yeah, no, no question. Uh, you definitely want to do some digging. And plus, you also want to look at sometimes, too, uh, home, and a, home and away splits as well. Very, uh, very important in that regard as well. Uh, and I'm looking uh, against Arizona. Yeah, uh, you know, you want to look at sometimes some, t- some players shoot a, the puck a lot more at home versus on the road, or even sometimes vice versa. You do even sometimes see the uh, splits in terms of uh, uh, home versus road as well. But, uh, no, there's definitely some things that line up here uh, for some props in this game, especially on the L.A. side. So there's a bunch, like I say. Uh, in fact, there's going to be one prop from this game I'm going to use for best bet today. I'm, I'm switching it up today. All right. I'm going to do a player prop best bet uh, to wrap up the show. And speaking of best bets, it is that time. Uh, best bets to wrap up our Wednesday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like here for uh, best bet on this Wednesday card? Well, my dog's out of the house right now, but the dogs are barking right now with my best bet. Give me the Oilers plus 170 for my best bet on the show. Best bet Edmonton plus 175, plus 180 still in some spots. Uh, I like them too. Not best bet material, but I, I think they've got a puncher's chance tonight uh, in this game against Tampa Bay. Again, we're going to find out something tonight. One thing, win or lose, you're going to learn something with Edmonton. Hmm. If, if they get, you know, steamrolled and blasted 6-3 or 7-4 or something like that tonight by Tampa Bay, then we're going to say, you know what, Edmonton, your win streak uh, with Woodcroft maybe was a product of who you played because, remember, yes. they did play Anaheim, San Jose, the Islanders who were struggling. The, the Kings was a good win because Kings are playing well, but the Minnesota was the best team by far they had played under Jay Woodcroft, and they didn't play well. I think that was more the five games and seven nights. They just hit a wall physically, mentally. They made a bunch of mistakes with the puck. They are better than they that. I think they can, yeah, they look tired. And I think they'll be fresher. They'll be better tonight. And I think they can hang with Tampa Bay. So I'm with you there. Edmonton, going bold. Go bold or go home. Uh, Edmonton plus 175, plus 180. Best bet for Andrew tonight. And my best bet is going to be going to go right back to one of the player props I just talked about in that Kings-Coyotes game. Drew Doughty over two and a half shots on goal uh, for the LA Kings. What can you say? Eight of the last 10 overall. He's gone over two and a half shots on goal. He had five against Arizona when they played head-to-head uh, on Saturday night. On the road, he's gone over two and a half shots on goal uh, in five of the last six road games uh, going into tonight's game for the Kings. So. Uh, there it is, Drew Doughty, over two and a half shots on goal at a great price, minus 125 for my uh, best bet. A rare player prop best bet for me on Love this it. Wednesday NHL card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. 171 live viewers. Uh, hit the like button. We appreciate it. Uh, on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. And a reminder, we have a special Thursday night Ice Guys live betcast tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, hosted by Andrew McGinnis. Uh, Join him for that Thursday night betcast tomorrow night. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented 
by the Hockey Podcast Network.